Welcome to the Court of Three podcast. I am your host, one of them, Lisa Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with my husband, Spitzer. You want to say hello, Spitzer? Hello, everybody. <laughs> this is episode 59. Yes, it is. Now, our core purpose with this podcast is threefold to inform your mind, inspire your heart, and ignite your joy. We're going to talk about things that um, maybe make you think, laugh, cry, or all three. Spencer and I are going to talk about our struggles, our pain points, and our joys. We're going to talk about life and marriage and how you can remain strong through many of those difficult times in your life. So wherever you are today, we encourage you to join in the conversation and to share this podcast on your socials or with your friends and families by text. And we appreciate you listening. Yes, we really do appreciate the uh, the listeners. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your encouraging messages, too. Yes, uh, every time when we get one, you know, we say you just never know what's going to reach people or affect people. And, and if it reaches one, that's mm-hmm. why we do it. And I, um, we had, we had somebody that shared with us uh, just earlier this week that um, she was actually leading a staff devotion at her job and was going to be using the podcast where we talked about uh, failure and uh, that you can either uh, stand on top of your failure or you can let it be something that identifies that that uh, identifies you and it's kind of like this pile of garbage you can either stand on top of it or be buried underneath it and uh, she was talking about how she was going to share that in her uh, staff devotion uh, this this week and um, was able to follow up with her and uh, she shared how how great it went so mm-hmm. you, you, you just never know and I think that one was one that we've heard a lot of feedback about, mm-hmm. the one about failure. Now, we normally do the quarter three question of the day. Normally, yes. Lisa does that. Uh-huh. We're going to flip it just a little oh. bit. We're not going to do the quarter three question of the day. We're going to have the quarter of three game of the day. <laughs> We're going to play Are a you game. the game show host? I am oh, your game show host for tonight's game we're going to play the quarter three version of name that tune (laughs) okay yes we are so i've got some songs that you are most likely gonna know i'm not gonna pick some i'm not gonna pick some songs that's gonna be like random songs are gonna make you look like you're totally like clueless okay you should know these songs but we're gonna test your knowledge most of these songs have a pretty lengthy musical introduction without a whole lot of vocals Uh or any vocals but you should be able to get that Uh, i don't don't think i'm good at that oh yeah yeah i I don't think i'm good the kids used to play this game in the car with us and we would punch the different radio stations yep and whoever could name the song and the art, the well, you fastest. got a point for, yeah, you got a point if you could name the song and a point if you could name the artist. All right. So I have I wasn't good at it. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But I don't eight. get to do this to you? No, because I'm oh, terrible at it. I think I'm, I'm bad awful. At it. 
let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, okay. 10, 11, 12, 12 songs. Okay. So we're going to do 10 songs okay. and one bonus. Okay. How about that? All righty. So you already heard one little song come up. I'm going to just hit that one and see if you know it. All right. Okay. Okay, here we go. First song, Lisa. Which song is this? Working nine to five. Yes, nine to five. See, I told you you'd be getting it. Very good. That was a movie, too. Yes, it was. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Lily Tomlin. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Jane Fonda. There you go. That's a good movie. Okay, you get bonus points on that one. That's like that's like point and then like five points. Okay. 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 All right. Here we go. Okay. Life is a highway. Who sang it? Well, Rascal Flatts most recently, but there was one in the nineties before Rascal Flatts did it. Really. Yes. Who? We used to we used to play it really loud when we were cleaning up at Baskin Robbins. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You had that. That was way better. That was your job at Baskin yeah. Robbins. Okay. I bet you know this one too. All right, so we're down with two songs. You okay, got two points plus bonus points. I'm doing pretty good. Here we go. Breaky, breaky, huh? Yeah. <laughs> By Billy Ray. <laughs> there you go. There was a dance, the achy breaky. Yes. I don't think I remember the dance. I don't think. No? I mean, it was a line dance. You could get some really good bonus points if you could stand up and start doing the dance right now. (laughs) No. 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 Okay. All right, here we go. Next song. Oh. Running down the road trying to loosen my load. Yeah. And the eagle. And then Travis Tritt did it. Okay, what was the name of the song? Trouble. No. No. no Take it easy. easy. Yes. Take I it easy. I should have just sang the whole thing. I would right. gotten to it. So oh, we've well. got, let's see, one, two, three. Okay. Four. That's four songs. You're, you've got okay. three correct. Yeah. Three out of four. Okay. All right. You've got to know this one. This is number five. This is number five. Here we go. That's in one of my favorite movies. Yes, it is. Who sang it? Skinner. Yes, right. All right. So we got four songs out of five. Very good. Here we go. Number six. Please tell me. In a spoken room. Smell of wine and cheap perfume. <laughs> See, I know the words too. <laughs> oh. This is your chance to start singing, honey. Is it? Come on. Strangers. Yeah, who sang it? Up and down the boulevard, in the night, street lights. Okay, you got all those. I know, but, but you, you haven't even hit the title yet. I know, I know, I'm trying. 
I'm trying to get there. <laughs> You're laughing at me. It's messed me up. Oh, I really, it's not coming. Don't to stop believing. believing. There you go. That's it. Bye. Journey. Okay. You get half a point. Okay. Actually, no, I think I'm going to give you the full point because, I because you sang half the song. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. You're sweet. All right, so we are. Let's see. That would be seven. Is that oh seven? my goodness! Is that the seventh song? This is quite a One, range two, three, four, of songs. Five, six. That was six. So you're okay. five out of six. This is number seven. Okay. Oh, you gotta know this one. Play my first real six string. Who is it? At the five and dime. Don't give me the lyrics. Give me the title. <laughs> Summer of '69. There you go. Bye. Who? Who did that? Who, who sang that song? Brian Adams. Brian Adams. Very good. Got it. All right. There were seven out, seven out of six. Redeem myself. All right. This is That's our... good one. I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint. Oh, boy. This is one of the first songs that you and I ever heard together. What? Together. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. That was, we heard together? It was in a movie. Oh, Okay. I would walk 500 miles. <laughs> it's Benny and June. All right. So I started looking at the lyrics. I always thought it was, I would walk 500 miles. I did too. It's not. I just said that. It's not. Oh. It's, I would roll 500 roll? miles. Yes, it no. is. No, it is. It is, I would, I would roll, roll five. I would roll 500 miles. When I wake up, well, I know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the man who goes along with you. Okay, hold on. If I get drunk, well, I know I'm going to be. I'm going to be the man who goes along with you. Here we go. Yeah, I, I really thought it was walking. Oh, paper. Oh, 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 isn't that crazy? Yeah, because I think walk makes more sense. You'd it walk does. 500 miles for someone. Yeah, you'd walk. I'm not going to roll. I know. <laughs> Sorry. I, it was kind of weird. <laughs> that is weird. Anyway. Are they Australian or something? Or uh, I don't know. It's the Proclaimers. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, is that? All right. I got that one. Uh, let's see. That would be number I don't... eight. That's eight. So you're seven out of eight right now. Okay. You're doing awesome. I don't know if that was the first song we heard together. It was in the movie. Yeah. Well, I guess it was an early one. That was when we held hands. Okay. I, I know that, time. but we had probably listened to music before then. Okay, keep going. You're going to know this one. You're going to want to just start singing this one. Oh, you ready? Okay. <laughs> All right. Who is it? Um. Oh. Rock and roller coaster. Come on, Steven Tyler and Aerosmith. Aerosmith. I said, Give me a hello. Minute. 
Yes. Goodness. Oh, you need to wake up. It's late. It is late. <laughs> it's late. All right. Nine. Long day. No. Uh, eight out of nine. We're doing good. Here we go. Last full one before we get to the bonus round. No pressure. No pressure. Here we go. Ready? Living on a prayer. Yes. Bye. Bon Jovi. This is the coolest intro. It's a great Really, really cool intro. All right. Very good. Okay. So we are nine out of ten. Now we get to the bonus round. If you get this one, then it'll oh, be like oh. considered perfect. Oh, you know, perfect. 10. Oh, whoa. All right. No pressure. No pressure. This is this one might be a little this bit of a challenge. Hard, it? Yeah, this no. one might be a little bit of okay, a challenge, okay. but I'm going to give okay. you. No, just play. No, I'm going to give you. Do you want old country or do you want. Oh, I get a category. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you oh. old country. Uh-huh. Like really old country, um, or like this would be a rock band that has transcended all eras. This is a rock band that, for our generation, we loved this rock band. You too. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you get a pick. You want rock? You want old country? But old country is what I grew up. I know. WNGC. Okay. You pick. Old country. Old country. All right, here we go. You ready? Here we go. Sure. It's Marty Robin. No. Ring of Fire. Yes. Okay. Ring of very fire. good. Yes. yes. Sorry. It's a burning ring. And it's making a fiery ring. Bound by wild desire. It does sound like Marty Robbins. I was going to say, he does have like a couple that sound like that. Here we go. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down, 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 and the flames went higher. And it burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire. The ring of fire. Very good. So <laughs> that was fun. had a perfect score. That was fun. What was my rock? Was it you two? Oh, just play it. It was you two. It was definitely going to be you two. With or without you. With or without you. Yep. There you go. Okay. That was good. That was a fun game. That was fun. You See, did, you were a good ah, game show host. Thank you. Better than Wink Martindale. <laughs> Do you remember Wink Martindale? Yes, I remember. I think his name was just yes, great. I remember I like, Wink Martindale. Wink Martindale. Alex Trebek. Who are all the old ones? Yeah. I don't, well, Pat Sajak. Pat's, he's still around. I know he's still he's around. Still doing he it. hadn't really Bob changed. Barker. How Bob about that Barker. Bob Barker. Oh, yeah. yeah. The price is right. Yeah. Yeah. You did good, honey. Um, 
had I done, had the roles were would have been reversed. Yeah, I never, I would not have picked the songs. I would I would have had a hard time. You would have gotten them. songs. Oh no no no! I'd have been like, like like knowing the some of the lyrics maybe, and and some of the it beats comes back to you. Yeah, but now. Now, rap, I probably would have known. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Some Run DMC. That, Ozzy, yeah. well, Ozzy Osbourne wasn't really rock, rap, rap, but I probably would have known yeah. a little Ozzy. Yeah. Now, I didn't do any Def Leppard for you. I, I know, but you, you know. did have Aerosmith. And, but I That's had it like a lot of different. Uh, I said you had different genres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the bringing back Billy Ray. Do you like that? Yeah. A little Johnny Cash. And Johnny Cash, old, uh-huh. Man. That was okay. good. Well done. That was fine, hon. Lisa. And you were Thanks. all worried about it. I just, you were worried about being an embar- having being embarrassed. <laughs> embarrassing and, myself, yeah. Yes. Well, sometimes I, I can sing the whole song and can't think of the name <laughs> of the song. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's talk about our update. Yes. Update. End of, end of season soccer. It went really fast, it seemed like. But actually, this was the longest season we've had. We played um, longer into the year. Right. Usually, we have finished up our middle school games by spring break time. And this year, we went a couple weeks past. Spring break and had a couple more games to play. It was fun. I finished the season nine and three. Yes. Had a good season. Um, yes. I did find out we scored more goals in one particular game than what. Uh, what you originally thought? Well, I originally thought. Really? So, yeah. But oh, it wasn't okay. that many no, more games. It's, it's more, still, more goals. Yeah. But uh, we had. It, it was it was a good season. It was a very good season, and and I think memorable in that our largest group of eighth graders, yeah, and specifically eighth graders that have played with us for three years, yeah, all of their middle school years. That was fun. Yeah, just those relationships and how we've watched them and, grow and mature. But then how the eighth graders, uh. Embraced oh, yeah. the young ones. Yes. The sixth graders and yeah. seventh graders. They embraced a leadership role. They did. They really did. And they they did take on those younger ones, those new ones to soccer. They I think they really this group really remembered what it was like to have been in those shoes. Right. Back a few years ago. But to but and then to see those younger ones express appreciation. Yeah, the way that they did for our eighth for our eighth grade girls, it makes a big difference. It, it was a, it was a beautiful picture. Yeah, and it and then great. and then to go and you know, in our end of season team party to have the ability to speak into the lives of twenty girls mm-hmm. and to acknowledge certain values that they that they demonstrated, call that out in their lives. Yeah. yeah. It was it was great, and you know the parents were a blessing. There was no drama at all. Uh, you know, in some places, drama exists on teams, and my kid's not getting enough playing time, and blah blah. We you know, never. No, nah, 
Never. Well, and been very supported. By well, I think for you and me, we try to leverage the the platform of sport mm-hmm. to do more than just teach a skill, but to but to really hone in on the heart. Yes. And the hone in on the spiritual development of the kid, and mm-hmm. um, and and we got kids of all abilities when sure. it comes to their their athletic skill set with playing soccer. Some had never played before. Others have been playing since they were mm-hmm. born. And, 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 and no one thought of themselves as better than the other. They all really just came together to uh, love each other and to play and have fun and work together as a team. And they did, they had to work through some adversity mm-hmm. at the beginning, but then towards the end, they just kept getting better and better. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. It was. It was good. And then Lizzie had her spring formal. She did, which she didn't go last year, um, like 10th grade year. Mm-hmm. She just chose not to do formal, but she had gone in the fall and had fun and decided this time she was going to go with a uh, a good group of her girlfriends. Yeah. And they planned their reservations at the restaurant they wanted to go to and checked out the menu and um, decided they would ride together part of the time and uh, go to the venue. It was just, yeah, she said she had a really good time. She looked really pretty. She did. Of course, she looked really I pretty. she was the prettiest. Looked really pretty. There are a lot of pretty girls. And there. she got her nails done. Yeah, we had a lot and of firsts. Her, and her toenails. Both. That When That's has that ever happened? Never happened. Yes. Yeah, and in like something besides like glitter. a muted color that like looks like skin tone. She got glitter. <laughs> like she got type. red on the toes. Yes, and, and it was like a white, white glitter glitter on the nails. On the nails. So like something that would like be a little flashy, a little blingy. And, yeah. Would she? Yeah, and her shoes. Yeah, clear. She's always well. The yellow dress. She did have a little high heel on, but. This was, yeah, rhinestones on on these. I call them Cinderella shoes. They were beautiful. Yeah, she was <laughs> She was really pretty. But she's still Lizzie. She was mugging. Oh, yeah, she was mugging. Wearing a cowboy hat. A cowboy mom, hat with a dress. shades. Yes. Yes, yes. still Lizzie. <laughs> but well, I'm glad she went, and she's got a good group of friends. Yeah, she finally came home that. just a little while ago. Yeah. With a duck. Yeah. How does that happen? I, I don't know. That was. She's gonna have to take care of a duck. Yeah, she's a duck mama. So the last time she and Kate, I had a duck was when I was just a boy. She said she didn't know this story. Oh yeah, yeah I, my, parent, told it to my her. parents bought me and my brother a duck. <laughs> Mom said it was for Easter. It was an Easter duck. Yeah, yeah, it was an uh-huh. Easter duck. Them ducks, they them they got ducks. bigger. Yeah, them ducks. Them ducks got big. They got bigger. And the dogs and across the street. She said one day y'all came home and it was We came home and it looked, yeah, it looked like it snowed. Somebody, oh. It was. Wait, did you have dogs? No. Wait, they were somebody else's dogs? It was the neighbor's dogs Where'd across you the leave street. the ducks? They were in the backyard. In a fence? No. We oh, no my fence. goodness. That's we had a big terrible. old. Honey, we had several, several acres you of land. You can't let ducks roam free. You have to honey, put them in a pond or something Honey, we had several acres of land. Oh, we had goodness. we had water hoses. I think Dad probably pulled together like I this kiddie pool. I hope this doesn't end tragically. 
And and she named the duck Nico. 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 Nico the duck. And Kate says ping. Yeah. I don't ask. I don't know. Oh well. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. We'll see what happens to the duck. Any other updates? Uh nothing there, but today's message was really, really good. Oh, yes, it's at church. church. It was really good. because uh, it's been something timely. very it's been something that I've been processing when it comes to faith and it comes doubt. to doubt huh? and it comes to uh prayer and specifically mm-hmm. the things that we've been praying about for you and healing and mm-hmm. you know, not really seeing it come to you know having those prayers answered i mean we've had multiple times where you have been prayed over laid hands on we've had people that have anointed you with with oil and the scripture is pretty clear you know where it says if anyone among you is sick let him go before the elders of the church and have them you know anoint you anoint you with oil i mean everything we've done has been biblical Uh biblically obedient to that um and where it says uh that the the prayer of a righteous man availeth much Mm -hmm. um and then if where it also says um that if anyone among you is sick you know let him go before the elders of the church and 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 the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. There's all of these different promises, you know, and when we pray that and we believe it, but yet then it doesn't happen. It, it can be a confidence shaker Mm -hmm. and it can create doubt. It can create frustration. It can create, uh, this, space that that can exist between you and God where it keeps God at a distance and 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 you and and it can begin to um impact your trust and put you in a place where you feel like you've got to do more work or you have to do more stuff or maybe you've got to do something to earn God's favor or anything like that. But as I have thought about it and I've thought about, you know, how many times we've prayed for you, how many times we have wept, how many times, you know, we've, we've gone that route and I'm going, Lord, did we not pray this in faith? Lord, did we not ask you, for for healing and did we not ask it in the right way did you not hear us did you not see the oil that was put on lisa's forehead and um and and how she was prayed over not by one or two or three but by many righteous people and and still nothing it's been a confidence shaker for for me in all honesty, it's been a real confidence shaker. And so when when Jason was talking about faith and, you know, faith without works is dead. Faith is about, um, you know, you're saved uh, by grace through faith. Faith is 
not so much in regards um, to the outcome as much as it is about obedience and an action and not simply a feeling, but it's an action that you take uh, in in this life. It's, it's more than the whole positive mindset, positive thinking, blah, blah, blah. It is truly an action uh, that you take, and it's about obedience over the outcome. When he and then he pulled up the story in Hebrews chapter eleven when he's mm-hmm. unpacking the the heroes of the faith in that hall of faith where people of faith you know were were recognized and they were talked about, but then at towards the end you you get to the these people who suffered and the things that they hoped for were they never came to be because God had something greater in store for them. And so what I've come to is that, all right, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to pray specifically for your healing, but even more, I'm going to pray that God is glorified in you and in us, no matter what. Yes. And that's more important to me in my relationship with the Lord than anything. Um, yes, do, do I want you to regain your eyesight? Yes, do I want to see you not struggle anymore uh, with it? Absolutely. Um, do I want do I want us to go through what we're going through? No, I don't in all honesty. I don't want it. I don't like it. Um, but the reality is is God has something greater. You got something greater. So we're just going to pray towards that end. And our attitude is going to be, um, Lord, we're going to be obedient. Um, I even, think that's just it. You continue to walk in faith. But what you have faith in, um, yeah, I might not see it this side of heaven. That's okay. Yep. Yeah. And that's what in Hebrews 11, it talked of those that did, you know, those in the early chapter had faith and, you know, Abraham saw the covenant come to fruition through Isaac and, you know, others, you know, they had the faith and this is what they saw. But latter, the latter ones in the chapter, right. They had the same faith. It wasn't that their faith was less or lacking or they weren't quite as good as the ones named earlier in the chapter of the Hall of Faith. Um, They just didn't see theirs come to fruition, this side of heaven. Yeah, it said that some of these people were stoned. They were sawn in two, sawn, cut in half. Um, but yet they had faith. Sword, I mean, they had then, the same faith. And all of these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised. Yeah. Huh. So does that mean God's not a promise keeper? Does that mean God broke his promises? No. No. It just, they didn't receive what was promised, and here's why. 
since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. So God had provided something better for them. Their faith made life really hard. Very. That make it easier. I think a lot of times, and that's what Jason's point was, we think if we just have more faith, things will work out. Things will be yeah. good. That's a lie. It is definitely a lie. That's a lie. Yeah. That's not scriptural. No. That's not in the Bible. Yeah. But yet we're called to that faithful obedience. And and your faith will make life harder. Yeah. Period. Huh. So if you're thinking about... um believing in Jesus, just know while, while you may receive peace and hope Hope. and your life will be restored, it ain't going to be easy. No, it's not a cakewalk. It is not going to be easy. There's going to be hard. And in that hard, God's going to use it to uh, hone you and refine you and restore you. Yes. Right. So, um, Speaking of hard, <laughs> yeah, that's so kind we're gonna, of where we were going with our topic. So we're going to jump tonight. in. Yes, we're going to jump into that. Yes, um, we were talking earlier today, just kind of about what we're walking through, and and you would ask me what I'm learning, and this kind of came out of that discussion, and our topic tonight is three of the hardest words to say. Yep. So, and I'm sure a lot of people you could kind of maybe guess at some of those that would be hard to say, but um, we've picked out three that we think are really hard to say, and especially in what we're walking through, and that's I need help. No matter who you are, you need help. Athletes need help getting better. That's why coaches exist. Yep. Couples need help preparing for marriages. That's why marriage counselors exist. Parents need help with parenting. That's oh, why yes. that's why family counselors exist. Um kids need to learn. That's why they got teachers. Teachers. Um business owners, they need help leading. And that's why they have and hire leadership and business coaches. Mm-hmm. People have broken dreams. Um, that's why they need friends to come alongside them that stick closer than brothers and sisters. Um, people have health issues. People experience death. People experience um, pain and sorrow and, you know, just like kind of going back to the word faith, you don't know how people make it through these difficult times without faith. Um, And I know that for us, our faith is being made strong because of the things that we're walking through. Mm -hmm. But the point is in this whole conversation about these words being the hardest things to say is I need help is that um, when we're walking through these difficult times, when we are being challenged, it's important for all of us to remember that we all need help and it's okay to ask for it. Right. So 
Lisa, to continue the conversation, uh-huh. um, why, and some of this may be personal for you, some of these were things that we've just kind of talked through, but why are these words hard for you personally? Why is the phrase, I need help? Well, I think a lot of times we we get to a point and we need help, but we didn't used to need that help. Maybe we were able to do it at once on our own, um, and we could do it. So it's hard when you get to that point and admitting to yourself, I'm not able to do what I once was able to do. Okay. Yeah. That reality is All hard. Right. Mm-hmm. What are some other What are some other reasons why it is hard to say I need help? <laughs> well, me personally, just a stubbornness and <laughs> you know I, i'm excuse me i, I can did, figure this out did you, did you say did you yes, say stubborn? i said i can be stubborn i can admit it okay um you know which is yes some pride i guess that i can just do this i don't i don't want to ask for help mm-hmm. i'll figure it out but that's not always the best either um, what do you think? Why do you think it's hard to say I need help? Well, I think it it admits an inability or a weakness that people don't want to admit those things. Hmm. Uh, I think in our pride, I think because hmm. everybody can relate to the whole pride and stubbornness yeah. because uh. We want to appear on the outside. We want to appear strong. Mm-hmm. We want to appear like we have everything going for us. We want to, uh, you know, nobody wants to appear weak, you know, or to appear that, um, you know, you're a burden on somebody else. Um, well, I was going to say that's a big one, too, that. I don't want to inconvenience people. Yeah, you don't. You know, want I don't it. want them to have to stop what they're doing or make more time or whatever. Yeah, have so extra you, to do. Or, so you want to grit it out, gut it out, right, and right, try to figure it out yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also think that if to say the words "I need help," it almost it it can also mean that. It feel it may feel like you're quitting. Huh. Uh-huh. It may feel like yeah. you're quitting. Yeah. Like you're giving up. Um uh I also think that some people don't want to say I need help because we think we know better. Mm. And we can handle it. We can figure it out on our own. Mm-hmm. We don't need anybody else. Well, there's that whole and- that I've got, I, I'm dependent on people. Yeah, and we value and the and value we value independence. independence. Yeah, we value independence. Sure. There's nothing wrong with valuing independence, um, but when you get to a point where you need to be and mm-hmm. are dependent on somebody else, it may be hard to accept for for you. Maybe hard to accept that, but it's a it's a new reality. Yeah, that changes the the landscape of your life and it it hurts 
You know, I, I know it hurts. Uh, I've I've seen it um, through emotions in you. I've seen it. Uh, I've seen the pain come out. Um, but the reality is, is that um, the the value of your independence still exists, and I think can serve as a driver to uh, to find solutions that can help you. Uh, with the loss of, you know, your, your central vision and we will work together so that you can maintain a sense of independence, Mm -hmm. but there will always be a dependency that you have on other people. Mm -hmm. But, but here's the truth. We're all dependent on one another. Well, and it has been just really reminding me in my own personal quiet times and, um, this reflection that, yeah, we weren't created to to go this alone. And first and foremost, we're dependent on the Lord. And He is our all-sufficiency. And, you know, how we have to remember that. Um, Well, I thought it was important when we met with your genetic specialist a few weeks ago. Uh One of the first things he said was, do you have a community? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going to need it. Right. Do you have a community of people around you because you're going to need it? Yeah. And and he knew that there was this loss of independence and you were going to have to depend on community a lot more than you ever have Have at this point. Yes. And he said to me, he said, don't be afraid to ask for help. Right. You will need to do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they are hard words to say, they are. no doubt. But I think we all need to learn how to say them. So what happens times. when you refuse to say those words? Oh, when we refuse to say, I need help. Yeah. What happens? Well, sometimes we make it worse on ourselves. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, that's. Stubbornness or all these other things we've named off and listed get in the way and we create more problems for ourselves than if we would have just asked for a little bit of help. Right. Um, Another thing is nothing changes. Yeah. Nothing nothing gets better. Yeah. It just we just stay Yeah, you in just a stay stuck in this era. You just stay stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. another thing that I mentioned you know, when, when you say or when you refuse to say, I, I need help, you're basically saying no to and for other people, meaning you are resisting help from other people and you are already saying no for them. And you're saying no to them. You're saying, no, I don't want your help, in essence. Uh And you're also saying that um, I'm not going to take your help. So uh, I'm going to say no for you so that you don't have to say no. When so many of them are are willing and ready and waiting to do that. Right. And God wants to use them. To bless us mm-hmm. as they help us, and you're right, we're shutting that down. Yeah, you're building up this ever wall. Ever get started? Yeah, we've yeah put up a barrier to that. 
And and if people mm. and, and you may have a few that will try to climb over that wall or break through that wall to say, you know what, forget you, I'm gonna help you anyway. And those are and those are good close friends. Mm-hmm. But even the best even the best of friends, if you keep up a wall of resistance to helping you, they're not gonna they're not going to be friends much longer. They're going to, you're going to shut them off and there's going to be a limit on their, on the conversation. Um, you, you get, people want to help. Yeah. And when people need community, which we all need community. Yes. Um, and this is part of community and helping one another when, when one hurts or one, struggles or yeah we help yeah if i if i hit my finger with a hammer it isn't just my little finger that hurts (laughs) my whole body's hurting yeah and my whole body responds to the pain and the hurt the blood rushes i mean you think about it when 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 if i were to hit my hand my finger with a hammer what's the first thing that i do or i would do yeah Squeeze it. With what? Your other hand. My other hand. Uh-huh. And you think about how it's holding that pressure. And it's, and it's like, oh, you know, and, and but yet then the body does everything it can to protect it. When it begins to swell, the swelling is, is a natural splint. Uh-huh. Like if you sprain your ankle or you break your leg or you break or do something in a in a where you sprain something the swelling acts as a natural splint to, to keep it, it. Mo- mm-hmm. to keep it immobilized huh. the, so in in essence the spiritual body does the same thing when the the body of uh when when one part of the body hurts we all hurt but yet when we don't confess i need help the body doesn't then know to help right. it's like we just we come and we go and we and we act as if there's nothing wrong. And I think then that leads to even more discouragement. Very much so. And aloneness. And just that's what I was gonna say, isolation and maybe even this downward spiral. Mm-hmm. Um it fosters hopelessness. We created in essence by not allowing and opening opening up and allowing others by just saying right and it makes it easier for people to give up yes yes it does it makes it easier yes so what happens when you do admit it when we say i need help yeah when you say i need help i think immediately there's just some freedom that comes with that Mm -hmm. you said the words and it's like and you know I would think most people, when you get to that point and you ask for help, you, you know who you're asking is going to be willing and going to give it. And, you know, their reaction is just going to bring some freedom for you and uh, a, a relief. Mm-hmm. Other people are brought in to your circle to yes. help you. Which is that community and that community. tightening that, yeah, relationship. And God uses those people mm-hmm. uh, to prove His faithfulness to you. Yeah, uh, we we both have a mutual friend of ours, 
uh, a colleague of yours who um, is in a wheelchair, uh, paralyzed from waist down, and he has a team of men that have served him for years Mm -hmm. getting him dressed in the mornings before work. And they do that consistently every day. And they are the hands and feet of Jesus. And, and it is a testimony. And the thing is, this guy doesn't expect it. Right. You know, but it's a joy for these men to be able to serve this guy. Um, and the same thing, you know, when we admit that we need help, I, I know when I went through my own time, when you and I were in the living room, you know, going on six years ago and, and you said, Spencer, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you need help. And mm-hmm. I reached out and I got help. Um, and then that led to other people coming around me and me getting help from them as well. And walking through some pretty dark times, not by myself, but with help. Right. Uh, help from family, help from friends, people at church, people within my, within FCA, you name it. There were people that came alongside and said, Spencer, whatever you need, take it. You know? So... It's that whole body was healing itself. It was other people are brought in to help. Mm-hmm. So what else? What are what are some other ways? What happens when we admit that we need help? Mm, I think. Um, I think prayer maybe ensues from that. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe prayer lives are strengthened. Yeah. Um, more communication with mm-hmm. with the Lord is offered up. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. I also think this is one of the last ones that we'll most likely mention, unless you've got something else. But for for me, it increases the fight to overcome. Hmm. When when I when I admit I need help and other people are brought into the circle, uh-huh. uh, knowing what is going on, and they themselves provide help and they serve in just an incredible way, um, it it increases the fight to continue and to overcome. Mm-hmm. That you know you're not alone. You know you can get up in the next morning when you put your feet down on the floor mm-hmm. and you get up and you go through life. It's like you have a, a team. And it's a team. Teammates that are cheering you on. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. That's true. Which then the opposite of I said, when we don't say those words and that brings discouragement, the opposite is true. Then we're encouraged. Yes. Our, my spirit is encouraged, right. and you. I think you you feel loved. You feel supported. Um, yeah. So, what would you tell people who may be listening to this? What would you say, yeah, knowing I, knowing that with what you're walking through, what would you say? Well, I think there's there will be a time um, for many many people, whether it's. 
um, necessarily health issues or um, just other struggles in life um, because life isn't easy. You're going to come to a point when I think you're going to need to say those words um, verbally out loud and go to people that you trust and have the courage to do that, the courage to say, I need help. And does it make you any less of a person? It doesn't make you any less of a Christian, like we said, that your faith is less. Um, it's just that you recognize, um, first and foremost, dependence on the Lord, but that he gives other people around you that you can depend on as well. Yeah. And that's a good thing. And it's how the body should work. And we shouldn't be afraid to say those words. No, we should not. And it should be something where those words are uh, readily, um, if at all possible, to be able to say, say hey, I need help. Mm-hmm. I need help. It doesn't admit weakness. No. Um, if anything, I think it takes more strength to say, I, I need say help. That. Yeah. I think it takes yeah. more strength. It takes courage. That it's a strong person that, and that admits it and it, can say, yes. be vulnerable be, and To say, be vulnerable. I need your help with this. I need your help. Yeah. And maybe the help is will you meet and pray with me about this and join me in believing mm-hmm. and claiming. Um, maybe it is something physical and tangible that, that you need their help with, that they could meet that need. Um, could be lots of things. Right. Right. Can you get me to someone that uh, can help me further? I mean, there's so many things. Yeah. But I think we have to come to the point where we'll speak those words. Mm-hmm. So that's good. That's good. Anything else before we wrap it up? Nope. Hey, well, we hope that these words tonight have encouraged you to consider what difficulty you're going through and where you need help. And that gives you the boldness and the courage to step out and to say, Hey, I need help. Yes. And on the other side, um, I want us to remember to be a person that's willing to help be a person that's willing to come and stand in the gap or to meet needs when, um, those close to us say that they need help. That's a good word too. That's a good word, too. Well, folks, thanks so much for taking the time to listen in uh, to the Quarter 3 podcast. We hope and we pray that this has been encouragement to you, to your family, and uh, that it's created conversation uh, yes. in your cars or uh, in uh, in and around your dinner table, and that uh, it has made your life uh, stronger, your marriage stronger, and um in in what you whatever it is that you do uh more effective and just know that we love you we're grateful for you and for taking the time to listen in and remember two are better than one and a quarter three strands is not easily broken